Hello and welcome to the Record Celtic Podcast. I'm Darren Cooney and today I'm joined by big hitters Michael Gannon and Graham Young as we discuss all the latest from Parkhead. On the pod today we look back at the annihilation of Aberdeen that has put Celtic on the brink of yet more history. We discuss if Hearts are really capable of stopping the treble treble. We debate whether Neil Lennon will get the job and if so, should he? And we answer the question if Celtic really does need major surgery in the summer. Okay, lads, first up was uh, Sunday's emphatic win over Aberdeen. And you two were both there. Uh, Michael, you want to start us off and tell us about it? He said big hitters, big eaters. <laughs> <laughs> he says he's munching a sandwich. Um, yeah, I was there on, on Sunday. Um, pretty impressive performance by Celtic, I thought. Um Obviously helped by Aberdeen completely imploding. Um, that, that was a big factor. Started a great start. Uh, first 20 minutes looked like they were giving Aberdeen a total chasing. Aberdeen came into the game, just weren't doing much, but they came into the game and it was a bit more balanced. Um, and then, obviously, the red card changed the whole tone again. Once the red card happened, it was always going to be difficult because Aberdeen's game plan went right out the window. The containment game is out over at that point. And then we started to score before half-time. I think there was no way back. Um, what a goal it was as well from James Forrest yeah. absolutely sensational uh, and the second half was about a stroll as Aberdeen slowly and or sort of quickly lost the plot um, as the game wore on but it was a comprehensive victory uh, and I say they're quite impressive as well yeah agree man and you want to add to that or argue with that yeah I think for Lennon and Celtic a lot's been spoken about the fact that they've struggled maybe in the past uh, Hamden but there has been some convincing wins as well Celtic Destroyed Aberdeen 2010 4-0. There was victory against uh, Motherwell as well in the final. And there was a lot of that. I think you can tell quite quickly what kind of performance you're going to get for any winning team. And they were right on their game for the first minute. Lustig was very good, I thought. I liked uh, Simunovic bringing the ball out for defence. That's something that Ayer does as well. And that Aberdeen have always struggled against Celtic in recent seasons when they've been passive and Celtic made them passive. They had to sit deep. There's a lot of bodies getting forward. And... As uh, Mick rightly said there, the Aberdeen did have a spell, but never looked overly convincing. Celtic always looked like a dominant team. Once the red card happened, um, it was one-way traffic for there. Well, it's yeah. quite interesting that you'd mentioned um, Jozo and Ayer stepping into the midfield, because Aberdeen play man for man. Yeah. And, lo- and those two, especially the first 20 minutes, were stepping in and creating a problem, because there was no man for man to match them. So it created a bit of space for someone else, and, and then they just kept switching... Forrest and Hayes kept switching flanks and all that stuff. You could see it unfolding. It was interesting how it was unfolding early on. And as soon as the man goes off, the man for man plans out the window. And it's no surprise that, that Forrest has come off the, the, the side. There's not a guy there to pick him up. They hand it over. There's nobody to hand over to. And he's found space to tuck it in the top corner. Yeah, um, all the yeah. finish was just sensational right enough. It was, but it was, a, it was an interesting point you guys made because Lennon does know his tactics and had obviously identified a weakness in Aberdeen's midfield. And it was fine, I'm going man for man, but if they throw a centre back or two into the middle of the park points, it just it tips the balance. Aberdeen, it tips it just, the balance. Yeah, yeah. You've got to say, Aberdeen, I mean, we were sitting in the press box on Sunday, in front of us was uh, were, were Graham Shinney, uh, Niall McGinn, Gary McKay Stephen, and Shea Logan. All starters. Aberdeen can't lose the four players yeah. and compete. I mean, in the middle of the park, young Lewis Ferguson, I thought, actually done okay until he has red mist come down. Yeah. Um, Alongside the young lad Dean Campbell, just up against Scott Brown and Callum McGregor, guys who have got experience, European experience, league winners, cup winners. It was just a non-contest. Ah, it was nasty from Ferguson. That it was, was a shocker. Really I mean, it was an absolute shocker. Yeah. But 
Listen, the kid's got, I think he's got talent, but I think, I think Lewis Ferguson's a good player. I think, he, I, I know that's a bit of a streak, you don't really want to see the kind of tackles, but he'll learn from it, I think he'll be a good player. Yeah. But up against a couple of campaigners like they too. There was, was no savvy was on the midfield, no. that was the problem. No, but Ferguson Campbell had energy for days, they were able to, they were trying to go across the pitch, but McGregor was making a lot of forward runs at inside right channel, yeah. and no one was able but to really track Cam- it. Campbell and Ferguson's combined the age of 37. I mean, how depressing is that? <laughs> but up against, up against the two, I think I mentioned it in my, my copy. I mean, McGregor, Brown, and Chuck and Forrest, they've got more trophies than that. Than th- yeah. and that's 37. Yeah. So that shows up against. And it was no, it was no, comp- no, con- no contest, really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of the kind of theme pre-match was, I wouldn't say worry amongst Celtic fans, but they weren't overconfident ahead of the game. Uh, there was a lot of sort of, as, as McInnes got Lennon's number, but that was pretty. Dis- that was dispelled pretty emphatically, wasn't it? That yeah, but there's a, there's a lot of the kind of um, Brendan Rodgers mythology as well. I think Celtic fans saw their team under Brendan Rodgers as invincible in big games. I mean, I know they've lost games since Invincibles, but I mean Invincible in the big games. Brendan Rodgers teams turn up and get the job done. Take away Brendan Rodgers. Uh, bring in Lenny and you mentioned there was a, um, a fallibility with the team beforehand it was a different side four years ago or five years ago but I think that that kind of said spread to the doubt among supporters that yeah. the, 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 the mythical Brendan Rodgers is no longer there uh, therefore there's a vulnerability which I don't think it, it shouldn't be because it's the same squad and it's a manager who knows what he's doing um, and I, I don't actually subscribe to I, mean, I know there's this, this up until Sunday there's a school I thought they were saying that Celtic haven't they been playing well under Neil Lennon? Haven't they really done the, done the business? They've scraped it and all that stuff. I don't think there's any evidence to suggest that, that wouldn't have happened under Ben Rodgers as well. Well, I mean, was, fact, it, was it not happening? 18 months, for 18 yeah, months it yeah, was happening. Yeah. They were getting the job done at times just enough. I mean, all right, they had that run after Christmas and they were, they were pretty impressive. Played nobody. Didn't play anyone. But Ben Rodgers left in the run of the fixtures was Hearts, Hibs, Aberdeen, Rangers in the first five games. Yeah. It's hard to start any of the matches I've ever had. And, and, he managed to, and he managed to get through them all. And it um, wasn't just the games on paper, it was the added pressure of Rodgers out of the building. Of course. Straight to Easter Road, if you lose that cup record straight away, uh, Tyne Castle, the uh, gap would have been five points without a victory. I, I said it on here before, I don't think there's any guarantee that Celtic would have beaten Hearts and Hibs that week under Brendan Rodgers. They hadn't won it, hadn't won it at Easter Road in two years, hadn't won it at Tyne Castle in the previous two visits. There was no guarantees in those two games. Yeah. Uh, Alright, well, maybe it wasn't pretty at Tyne Castle, it wasn't pretty uh, other games, done DOA and all that stuff, but the job was done, but I think it's has been as seamless as it could have been, um, and like I say, there's no there was no guarantee that would have happened under Rogers. It could have, listen, it could have done. Yeah. The evidence suggests that it would have done, but I can't guarantee it. No, people people may be saying, expecting that this would be done and dusted by now under Rogers, but no suggesting that. I can't. You can't say that. Okay, well we'll come back on to Neil Lennon, obviously, but right now, who, I mean, there's a fair choice from Sunday's game, but who would be your star performer, Graham? It was a lot of good performance. I thought Cal McGregor was incredible again. Like it's spoke about this before. There's different types of Scottish players that come through, but no one like Cal McGregor. He, he's different. He is like a Spanish or Portuguese type player. Head head in a swivel. Brendan Rodgers got the absolute best out of him, made him the player that he is now. Yeah. But he, he's taking his game to a different level. It's he's so he's not lightning fast, but he's quick. He's always there for a pass. He's link up play between midfield and attack. Forrest, especially, was a lovely some lovely moves down the right hand side. But there's plenty of candidates as well. I think Simunovic obviously caught everyone. But you're giving but it to Cal McGregor. Giving it to Cal McGregor yeah. now. Yeah, I thought McGregor was, was good. A deeper, slightly deeper role as well. 
Uh, which didn't help those of us with a bet on him getting a goal at some point, which, um, mm. <laughs> unfortunately. But um, I thought he was good. I thought James, you can't listen, James Forrest, I mean, I think people are actually guilty of taking him for granted. I mean, his stats in the last three years have been off the chart. I mean, remember this, remember they used to say they had no end product. <laughs> oh. what, happened to, what happened to those yeah. folk? Um, and it was, was only that, a few weeks ago people were saying he'd gone off the boil, which was ridiculous given I mean, what he'd achieved. Yeah. With the Scotland goals, that, the four goals at yeah. St. Johnson. Well, he was uh, an exceptional end to the last, yeah. last year. And then, I mean, I had to go quiet at some point. Yeah. But he's, I mean, his goal was, was ridiculous. So you're um, giving it James Forrest. I think, I think he's generally in play. I mean, he, was, him, he was switching wings with, with Hayes, like I say, I mean, he was causing problems in both flanks. Um, I think he's just turned into a really, really effective player. Um, I'm one of the probably one of the first names in the team sheet at Celtic now. Yeah, well, that's a nice wee uh, in there, uh, Johnny Hayes. We that we seen the finally seen the rebirth of him as a Celtic player. Yeah, good enough to wear the Celtic. Shirt. I think I think you've finally seen yeah Johnny Hayes as a worthy Celtic player. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. so. I think most people see the team sheet on Sunday and maybe maybe eyebrows were raised. Um, we think Sinclair on the bench, Rogic on the bench, where, and you see Hayes in the team. Maybe maybe people think. But I can see why he's 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 playing them there as a kind of he's like a good attacking force as he showed on Sunday. But he's also a, a, a little shield for for Kieran Tierney at a time when he's what's the phrase managing his body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's struggling a bit. Yeah. He's a bit sore. Um, so they've got that insurance policy uh, of having him in front of 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 Tierney. And I think in the first half, Ibrox, I thought he was good. I thought he played well. Surprised he took him off, um, especially with Tierney kind of struggling a bit. Um, that was a strange one, um, but again, I think he was he was top notch at the weekend, and yeah. he's he's I think he's a he's a good player to have around. He's not going to be a, a, a starter every week for Celtic. He's not going to be, but listen, he's he's over thirty now. He's a guy who's effective in, in most weeks in, in Scotland. He can come in and do a job in a number of positions. Um, and I think he has actually been a pretty handy player to have around Celtic last, last couple of years. Well, I'm I'm just surprised that people were surprised at his performances recently because anyone that's watched him. For Aberdeen, and I know it's a big step up, it's a bigger club, but he's not. It doesn't strike me as a guy that would be phased no, by that. He's, no. he's a hard wee. But it hasn't went from. Hasn't really went all that well from no. uh, Celtic. He's a couple of tough games early on and injuries. And folk maybe weren't that kind of bowled over by signing. But that always happens to me when Celtic or, or even Rangers to extent buy players from Scottish clubs. Yeah. The partners kind of think, not, not particularly sexy. No, uh, but Johnny Hayes was the best player outside Celtic for, for three years. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he's he's a player. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ireland cap at times, uh, fringes of the Ireland squad, he's a good player. Um, and he's been a useful addition, I think, to Celtic. Aye, aye. Graham? I think he's a perfect squad player. Obviously he can come in and play when he has to. But Celtic moving forward to have a guy like that in the squad, that's the type of player that should be in and around and he's got there was the first game of the season actually against Livingston I thought he was really going to kick on he was excellent it was that just that sometimes it's okay to do the basics something that Brendan Rodgers said were guilty of that pass pass Rod, uh, Hayes is fantastic at just opening his body and getting a cross in from wide Celtic often when it's with Tierney as good as he is those low crosses but sometimes you get a few guys in the box play the percentages and I think he brings that plus defensive sensibilities to the team as you rightly said he gives yeah. Tierney a bit of backup. he's tough as old boots he's he wants is, to get physical yeah. and that's what cup, fight, cup semi-finals are all yeah. about as well that's a guy who pops his shoulder in twice a game I mean his shoulder yeah. pops out all the time and he just gets on with it uh-huh. and there's something about him they've got Celtic plenty of talent on the pitch I'm not saying he isn't a talented player but sometimes in games like that you've got to have just a wee a bit of menace about you as well and he definitely yeah, yeah. brings that no I think he's decent 
Right, and a couple of the players that you touched on earlier, guys, uh, Graham, you were mentioning Simonovic and I, I again, for me, just I know he wasn't troubled a lot given the positive of kind of Aberdeen's attack, but he, he just looks like it. I mean, even that December 29 game, mm-hmm. the 0-0 against Rangers at Celtic Park a year ago, yeah. more than a year ago, he kind of came of age then and he's just impressing. Is there such a great need for two new centre-backs then, given? I think with Simunovic, there's always a, there's that second half of Brendan Rodgers, the invincible season, uh, with Boyati was fantastic, but there's always worries about his fitness, times he can come and go. Uh, but yesterday, the, what impressed everyone watching the game, I think, was the added impact moving forward. That's something you don't normally see. Yeah. But I I just think he's got this cult hero. So, and that's what happens at teams like Celtic. Like, players you appreciate, but a tackle here or there, the one against Worrell, and he celebrated after uh, it. That just yeah. wins fans over. But yesterday, it was all about his defending. Normally, he picks up a scrape here or there. I think he avoided that yesterday for the first time in a while. But he handled Cosgrove with ease. And I think everyone can see the development of Cosgrove this season. But Ayer just looks like a really top defender that's... Uh, Maybe more than that. It looks he's twenty four, twenty five. So confident, so calm with the ball, and I think Celtic get an absolute cracker. And I and I don't think I think Celtic could easily get away with Simunovic and I on the qualifiers. But I still think it's a dangerous game to play. It could be an injury even to Ayer or Simunovic, and you're uh, in big trouble. So I, I it's a game I, Celtic have played many times before. I mean, oh, Michael, how it, many summers have you? I get been well, on Pen, the phone. Not just ban me from talking about centre halves. Yeah, yeah. tell me to buy centre halves every yeah. year. Yeah. Um, I think Ayers I think Ayers is a prospect. I don't think he's there yet. Um I still think he needs to have an experienced player alongside him. I think I think um, Why? What, what does posi- he do positionally? Wrong? Right. I think positionally he's sometimes guilty of getting a wee bit lost and you see him looking around thinking I shouldn't be here. I'm in the wrong I'm in the wrong position. Yeah. Uh, occasionally he's that's becoming less and less though. Yeah. I mean I look back to um the the qualifiers the previous year in Astana when he had a a right bad night. I don't think he knew where he went to stand in the pitch, let alone let alone defend. From there to now, it's a. I mean, the the, the graph is, is absolutely. I mean, it's so steep. He's, he's improved beyond belief since that night. And if you looked at him that night and thought, "Is this a future centre half?" You'd think not a chance. But he's, he has since then kicked on and he's he's learned the game. Um, but I still think he could do with. He's still only, still only twenty. I think he could do with a a a, a proper experienced centre half alongside him. Simonovic, I don't think you can rely on him. I don't think... I mean, it, listen, it might be that it seems to be he's... I mean, he loves playing for Neil Lennon. We spoke to him after the game yesterday and he, he fully endorsed Neil Lennon and he thinks he's got his belief back. That's him back to his best. Because Rogers didn't trust him, did he? Well, back, back, to, back to that night in Astana when, 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 when Simonovic basically... I'm not saying he refused to play, but he, he kind of insinuated he, wouldn't, he wasn't willing to play in the yeah. plastic pitch yeah. because of his various injury problems. After that, he was persona non grata. Yeah. I mean, he was Siberia bound after that. Rogers pretty much cut him loose. And there were, t- there were times when Celtic had barely a fit defender. And, and, and Joseph Wood would have been borderline fit, as fit as he would have been. And, and he still didn't get picked. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be Thomas playing at the back or someone who held out the crowd. The guy from the pie stall played centre half one night. And, and he was good, wasn't he? But he was fair. He doesn't well. You've got to be turn a pace. Might as well avoid a way goal. But. Um, <laughs> So he was so far out, I mean, he was bummed out after that, yeah. that instant. That, I think that was uh, really annoyed um, Rogers. I think they were struggling that, that time again for bodies. Uh, was it I, I think it was Iron Beaton played centre half that night, might be wrong. Yeah. Something like that. It was, it was. It was an absolute, well, disastrous night, almost. 
Um, so I think that bomb bummed him out. But maybe maybe if it is Neil Lennon or our manager can get can get him the best out of him and get him playing those kind of games. Because um, but then again, just like I say, a bit like Boyata, can't rely on him for full season. Um, so I mean, I think at one point Rogers was talking about going. I think it was the start of last season was Boyata and Simonovic were his two centre halves for the season. And I remember Boyata broke down in pre-season in Prague. And, and it was basically again, and then and it was left with Jojo, who then broke down and didn't play in the, the further qualifiers. So you can't, these guys, they can't rely on. Never, none of the two of them have played a full season without injury. I know people get injured; that's just the nature of the game. But you can't hang your hat on a guy that's not played a full season, no. and he's 23, 24, 25 years old. So you need they need someone who they can rely on week in week out with a bit of experience, a bit of dig. Okay, okay. Uh, I th- it's uh, the issue that we we can't ignore. Uh, treble, treble. I mean, our hearts really got much of a chance of stopping Celtic, especially yeah. in Glasgow. I think they probably do. They probably better chance than other teams because it's not as if they've been knocking on the door like Aberdeen. This is a big chance for Craig Levine, and I think guys that get the right players fit. Piezo, he's an absolute nightmare for any team. And the right game with the right formation, I think Hearts have got the chance to make it difficult more so than. I felt yesterday for Derek McKinnon's Aberdeen that was just one game too many that they've been in that movie too many times yeah. it's all a bit too familiar but I think we've been emboldened by the fact they were able to win that same that was a big win against Inverness considering the pressure he was under it's a one-off big occasion I think he might be able to say the right thing in the build-up to the game and maybe start a little not war awards with Lennon but it just I think he'll he's fancy his chances anything, no. no but I yeah. think he'll distract that's obviously I don't think he'll want that to be the storyline yeah. I think he's bec- the, the new Craig Levine Craig Levine 2.0 that's developed after Scotland I think he'll fancy his chances and he'll make it a tetchy game in the okay, final ok so you're saying they can they can will they no, no but Celtic, they, Celtic yeah Germany. I think Celtic, yeah. Celtic are on for the treble treble but I think there's still a hurdle to overcome right Michael no I think Celtic will be comfortable we'll beat yeah. them I, don't, I just don't Another bit I, I don't see it perhaps. I mean, I've been losing so many players to injury this season as well. But I don't. I was there on Saturday. Um, I mean, it, it's it's football at its very much basic level. Um, it's the big guy up front. I mean, I think Hearts are limited. Um, Aberdeen also play that kind of not maybe not to that extreme, but Aberdeen lumping the ball up to, to Cosgrove and started dealt with it quite straightforward. Yeah. I don't think. I mean, you mentioned Nick Piazzo. Yeah, he's, he's good fun. He's awkward, but. I mean, I don't know. I did. I, I just don't see it. I think, I think Hearts are, I say, are limited at the moment. They're, they're pretty, they're pretty ordinary. Yeah. Um, all right, they're physical and they're direct, which can create, can be awkward because they're, they're listening to danger at set pieces. If they can get corner kicks, they scored two corner kicks from two corner kicks on Saturday, mm-hmm. so they they will be awkward. Um, but the big wide open pitch at, at Hamden, you think that it'd be a similar match to to Sunday. And I don't think Celtic will have too many problems with them. And, and to the Betfred semi, probably at Murrayfield. Well, that, there's, there's a good, another yeah. example, yeah. I mean, they didn't, they didn't have uh, Piazza that day. So that, that took they took away... They lost Naismith quite early and on. And Naismith as well, well. as a big loss. Yeah. If Naismith plays, Hearts can, can't... But that's the thing, Hearts have got players that can play football. I mean, actually, yeah. the wee spell on Saturday when they played, knocked the ball about and they managed to string three or four passes that weren't 80 yards together. And it was actually, I think, this is... I don't know, it was after half-time, they got, they got a corner kick and got a goal. Um, so they have got that in their in their locker, but they don't choose to play it. I mean, mm-hmm. you look at, I mean, it's actually quite, it's actually quite funny. When you look modern football. You go on a Saturday morning to watch a kids game, and and the goalkeeper's got a goal kick. Someone will drop deep for a ball to give an, this give an option. 
Not with hearts. <laughs> you get 20 players in the centre circle with a hand up, knowing where it's going. Yeah. Um, but listen, no, Celtic will know where the danger is. It's, it's big, um, big itchy. Um, if they can contain him, then, then I don't think I don't see them having many problems. To be honest. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, so the only thing that can stop Celtic is how many times have we said this? Are Celtic themselves from this treble treble year? Yeah. And that leads us on to Neil Lennon. He gets a treble treble. Jobs is. I know we've we've discussed this before, but you keep coming back to it. I don't. I, I can't see. It gives the Celtic border a bit of a dilemma, doesn't it? Do you I think mean, they're speaking to people at the moment, signing out at least third, well, through be, third oh, parties? Yeah, they would be, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it'd be a fairly straightforward decision for them, wouldn't it? Um, listen, wouldn't it be a bad idea if if Neil Lennon gets treble treble just to say, "Listen, thanks so much. I'm, not, I'm off. I don't need the hassle of, of carrying nine in a row and ten in a row." He wouldn't do that. Would no he? chance. No. no chance. No chance. Um, but I think I think I think the club would be in safe hands if he did get the job. But I think Celtic would be remiss not to look at their options. Yeah, and a lot of before we come on to you, Graham. I mean, you get the sense that you speak to Celtic fans and various people. There's not an overwhelming demand for Neil Lennon to get. They, they, they love him, they respect him. Yeah, and they'll adore him, further revere him almost. Yeah, if he gets his treble, treble, but. Why is it? Why is it? It's because it's been there before. No, it's not. No, it's the it's the stardust. I mean, you're not going to get fourteen thousand people at the unveiling for 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 Lenny. That's just that's just because he's he's so familiar. Yeah. Whereas Brendan Rodgers did arrive with the stardust, and he managed to keep it um, until he until he left, and and all disappeared rather quickly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So so I think there's there's probably still a demand for a kind of a kind of box office manager but where are these box office managers I don't know I mean people talking about Benitez I mean come on he's in five million quid a year at Newcastle and they all have a, quite a lot of uh, interest in the, the English Premier League um, and also that there's, there's not been said much Benitez is reeling against Mike Ashley because he's not getting transfer funds listen he left how would he, he, how he, would he, quit, possibly... he quit Valencia for the same reason yeah. he's um, he's played a blinder with Newcastle Um that he's he's managed to keep all the when he wins the games he's because he won them if he loses them it's because of Mike Ashley yeah. which is a good trick for managers to play I but think he, the, he's done that all his career yeah I think the one, Liverpool as well with yeah. over transfers yeah and I think the one thing we've been eating is his style of football as much as he's a, a top manager tactically very astute it's, it's always quite pragmatic as well so Celtic are investing big money in a manager they're hoping that a style of football a brand of football would come with it as well and yeah. I think Benitez it's more in that line with a kind of Gordon Strachan style, not not dissimilar, but it's all very organised. It's about shape and possession out of possession. It's not quite the same as maybe bringing in someone who is a more cavalier attitude to the game. Right, right. but I mean, you mentioned Stardust, big names. But Graham, you had a wee. Sorry, no, right. Graham, you you brought up someone earlier on in conversation. It was quite interesting. Via Spores? No, no, he's been mentioned. Another Oh, Holland. Philip Koku. Yes, Stuart, yes. Stuart Baxter. Stuart no. Baxter. Exactly. <laughs> Stuart Koku. What's he up to? Uh, you teed me up there brilliant. I didn't even remember uh, for that earlier. But yeah, Philip Koku is a, a really interesting uh, manager that's waiting for his next job. He was, Where is he? Uh, he's a free agent after right. he was uh, managing PSV for a long time. Uh, did uh, a really good job there. Won three titles up against a good Ajax team. Played good football. Qualified for the Champions League. Uh, but endured a terrible time at Fenerbahce. Mm-hmm. Manager there uh, sacked very quickly. 
Uh, it was a really like a, to- a total mismatch between I think clubs and total turmoil. But he's been uh, biding his time for the next job. So I think he kind of fits that profile. As we discussed, was talking about maybe he's not that really sexy name, but he's a really capable manager, with a great playing career. Uh, I don't see and why attainable. I, I would think if, he would be more. Yeah, I think here. exactly. And I, th- I think guys like Cocky would maybe look at uh, a guy like Frank De Boer, who made several mistakes. So after it flopped it or it didn't go well at Crystal Palace, these guys are wary now, and that's why maybe some like Paul Heckenbottom going to Hibs. Scottish football's attractive in terms of you're going to get more time than you would in England. It's so cutthroat down there. There might be more time to build something, get yourself back out there before you move again. Well, do you know what? On the subject of Paul Heckenbottom, that's just you could well be right with Koku because you did a runners and riders for the Hibs job. Yeah. Before, that before was Paul Heckenbottom's name had even been mentioned by his mum, let alone by Hibs fans. Or Rod Petrie, and you said you said he would mystic Meg in the corner here, Mike. Oh, so, yeah. All right, all right. It's probably just a one-off. <laughs> <laughs> it's Oh right. yeah. So Graham, you wrote about the pros and cons of yeah. Neil Lennon landing the job full time. Mm. Uh, talk us through the pros and the cons then. Yeah. So there's a lot of reasons why Neil Lennon uh, would be a good choice for Celtic moving forward. And the main one is, I think, I touched straight away was the fact of his love for Celtic and that is really important and it's not in the Brendan Rodgers way where he has to talk about it it's deep rooted he doesn't have to bring it up at every turn everyone knows his story he's been at the club as a player and that's developed for captain, coach right through to manager and this would obviously be second spell if he got the job full time yeah. uh, and it's the big thing and I think this always gets overlooked is how uh, on the ball he is tactically and this is for his first time in charge the game against Barcelona was a great result but I don't think maybe like a striking or even dial and none any other manager Rogers even Rogers record wasn't anywhere close to Lennon's in Europe Madison. was and I think tactically he's been all these guys like Adam Matthews putting in at left back Charlie McGrew developing from an average left back to a sweeper who could bring out the ball similar to what we're talking about with Simonu at Chania Effie Ambrose now we know he's got mistakes in him but Lennon was always able to hone his abilities get him bringing the ball out what he does very well defensively quite capable so there's things in Lennon's game yesterday we sp- spoke about Hayes and Forrest swapping wings I think that's a real appeal so if you can get away from all the bluster all the pressure of what's going on right now I try to win the treble treble just get back to basics in the summer uh, Lennon's get l- layers of kind of things that other managers he looks at the game differently and I think that's a real positive uh, and I th- the one thing I noticed was at his uh, press conference after the game, he spoke about the rumours of these big names, sex names getting linked with the job. And he admitted himself that 10 years ago he'd have probably gone off his rocker if he heard some of these guys getting linked. But now I think he's got confidence in his own ability. Uh, and he believes that he's a good candidate. He knows he's w- what he's about. And I think he trusts what the board are telling him uh, back. And I think the cons, it's a big summer rebuild. Uh, for Celtic, it really is. This is, and maybe that's why Rogers was obviously out of dodge as well. He could see this coming. Celtic have got um, guys like Benkovic, obviously, who's got to head back. Boyata, who's been a really solid player for Celtic for a long, long time, uh, out the door, and there'll be fringe players leaving as well. For Lennon in the past, it's a lot. For I think at times his style of football, where he does chop and change a lot. If you're bringing in maybe eight, nine new players in the summer, sometimes it's difficult. Maybe you wouldn't. Put, it isn't beyond the realms of possibility that it's a bad start. Uh, and it kind of starts to get out of control and that's what he spoke about uh, there's been seasons in the past uh, Celtic the one obviously down at Kilmarnock Rugby Park where somehow Celtic rescued for each draw and then uh, were able to go on this incredible run and win the league but before that it was a terrible season they lost 4-2 at Ibrox they lost 2-0 at Tynecastle and then the season that everyone obviously talks about the Champions League run which was fantastic beating Barcelona yeah. getting to the last 16 uh, that league season was an absolute disaster. Seven draws, seven defeats, and Rangers weren't even in the league. And Aberdeen 
weren't Aberdeen at this point. They weren't able to. They didn't have a real challenge uh, to push them, and the results were pretty poor. Obviously, there'd be a different case now with uh, Rangers, Aberdeen, Kilmarnock, Hearts, etc. And uh, the other thing we also looked at was the, f- the football. It's I know Mick was uh, maybe sticking up there, but I think at times it's there's, there's got to be. If you're going to invest long term, nine and ten their own, now that's an appeal in itself. Obviously, going for these titles, but I still think Celtic need to find a better balance. I think Lennon still get some questions to answer. I finding a more free flowing football. But yesterday was definitely a step in the right direction. Maybe he's just got the better better players to do that now. Yeah, I think so. I, th- oh, I thought there was double, there was lots to like. Double yeah. the wage bill for a start. Yeah, yeah there was lots to like yesterday. Yeah. Uh, but I still think that Livingston home game, the Aberdeen home game, the Celtic. Last season, Brendan Rodgers had loads of home draws and games that they didn't win. Uh, but there was definitely a sign in that Livingston game that there's something needs to change anyway in the style of football. And I think that's something Celtic need to be aware of when they're right. weighing up the next boss. OK, OK. Michael, now you're a man in the know. You you know these things. You talk to people. What what do you think? I know you're not going to know word for word, but what, what if you were to, to have a guess, an educated guess, obviously... What do you think? How do you think the conversations between Lowell and Lennon have gone regarding? What do you think the kind of things the chief executive will have been saying to the manager? It's hard to put yourself in someone's in his head, but I'd imagine Peter and, 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 and Lowell and, and Neil Lennon have got a good relationship. I mean, for all for all there was a lot of talk the last time that broken down. There was there was obviously tensions along the way. There always has been uh, managers and chief executives, but they do get on pretty well. And they, they, they speak daily and all that stuff. Mm. And it's an easy decision to make to bring him in, come in, and do your thing, and we'll, we'll deal with it in the summer. I think yeah. that's been the way all the way through, and so far Lennon's kept up a side of the bargain, um, and all all he's asked for is a, is a shot at the job. Um, but the more it goes on, I mean, if you're Peter Lowell, you think every every single appointment is a gamble. It's about mitigating those gambles, isn't it? And you think what does he need, what does what does the Celtic manager need to do? He needs to have a side that can clatter teams in Scotland and win the league. Fairly straightforward as, as possible, and also a team that can, can get to the Champions League group stages. That's all. That's the, that is the only remit. So forget last sixteens and all that. So Celtic get to the group stages. It's mission accomplished. Rogers done it two years out of three, successful. Um, but that to get to that stage every season requires a pragmatism in Europe. So you have to have the, the have a, a swashbuckling at home and pragmatic in Europe, which is a difficult balance. Rogers, I don't know if he got that balance. No. Uh, listen, he got through two qualifiers so by hooker, by crook. I mean, there were some hairy moments along the way in those qualifiers. I remember Happy Old Beersheba and Astana having having written the live copy on those nights. I'll tell you, there were some hairy moments. Um, so, but and if you think looking at Neil Lennon, he has shown in the past that it can be pragmatic in Europe. He touched on the Barcelona, but he can get into that stage a couple of times. His um, job done. Um, would, Neil Le- would a Neil Lennon charge get through the Athens tie last year? I think yes. I think I think Neil Lennon would have got through against Athens, but Rodgers didn't get through against. Athens. I mean, the, the first leg performance was one that, that done them in, mm. and it was um, and it was poor. Um, after having them on the on, on the rack, that night. Um, so I can see if, if you're Peter Lowe, you looking down and think, well, this guy's ticking quite a lot of boxes. Maybe the only one isn't isn't the marketing box because they haven't got fourteen thousand people in the car park who are all waiting for the new manager and buying shirts and all the rest of it. But in terms of a, a pragmatic approach when it matters and enough domestic nows to get the job done, I, I, I don't think I think if you're talking about risks, I don't think Neil Lennon's a big risk. 
I don't think he is. He's shown that he's I mean, he's eight games back undefeated, come through two cup ties in a Rangers game. Mm-hmm. I don't think he can do much more. Yeah. However, if if there is a manager they can that that does jump out, maybe an up and coming talented guy that that, that I mean, yeah, yeah, the only dialer thing is it will have spooked Celtic. There won't be any more kind of unknown kind of um European guys that that do good PowerPoint presentations, that'll not be happening. No. Um I also think that the 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 they're getting burned by Roy Keane and David Moyes and all that stuff might put them off. Those kind of guys, the kind of the the desperado big names. Big names <laughs> big, big name desperados. <laughs> the retread okay. retread. Yeah. yeah, the big name desperados, that's uh-huh. what they are. I mean yeah. I mean David um, Moyes talking about the job the other week. No, he, no, I mean, no thanks, no. Well, he didn't. He put them off the last time he got yeah. interviewed for it when Rogers yeah. got the job. Um, By saying what? Just, just being David Moyes. You, you sell a cup to me rather than the other way around. No, no. Um, That's happened a lot with jobs as well, with Moyes. He doesn't put himself in the best light. No, I think he's a good manager, by the way. I don't think he's a bad manager by any stretch, but I don't think. I don't think, um, listen, I could be wrong, Celtic might get back to him again and think that that's the, the guy, but again, I don't think he's going to get guys in the car aye, park. Aye. Maybe maybe when it, maybe two years, maybe when three years ago when Rodgers got it, if they'd unveiled Moyes that summer rather than, than Rodgers, I think they might have been a bit of a, 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 a... Not now, though. Yeah, I don't think now. I don't think that would cut it now. So, so tell yeah. us this, right, the story goes that semi-final against Rangers at Hamden when the Rangers directors were exuberant to use a Scottish Cup term uh, upset Dermot Desmond upset Dermot Desmond <laughs> yeah and he was moved of course to pay two and a half million whatever it was at the time I know he then had a, a wage rise yeah. new contract will he be moved similarly this time Brent, uh, Dermot Desmond how much a role will he play in this well he ought to be, play a big role as usual but listen the stars aligned with that one I mean he, he the Ronnie Dyla wasn't particularly working. They, they, they lost. The, the punters were getting apathetic with it. Um, so they lost that. I mean that game. And that's the kind of doing these one of these mythological um, games as well that the Rangers board were celebrating and the Celtic board. So we're not having this. We have to strike back. No, I'd, no. Listen, I think the right was involved for Ronnie at that point anyway. Uh, and it just so happened that 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 Rogers was available and fancied gracing Scottish football with his presence for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, to rehabilitate his reputation, I think that's the, um, how it worked out. I don't see any of those kind of figures coming into orbit. I don't, I don't know. Uh, so you're then looking at a, a big name foreign manager or a big any big name UK managers. I mean, I think I would think more likely when well, he signed a new contract yesterday, Alec Neil at Preston. Maybe something like him. I think if Celtic went, and, it cost him a lot of conversation now. I suspect that's why Preston. <laughs> got the pen in his hand yesterday. But they got a lot of conversation for Rogers, so they're not short of Bob. Well, they're not, listen, yeah. money is not something that, that, that there's too much of a problem at Parkhead just now. But Alec Neal with one is one I think would be interesting. Um, Jack he, Ross, no. Too early for Jack. Right. He's not, and he's not, he's done okay, it's unknown, but he's had a big budget down there. I know that, that club has turned around the QE2 and the Toe Cross Swim Mass, yeah. but he's, um, he's had a few quid to spend. Uh, in, that, in a third division in England, and he's not he's not in automatic places anymore. Right. So if he, if he dropped that league, Maybe then, but then if he rumps that league again, starts earning two million pounds a year in the championship, and then if he does well there, he's got a Premier League job. So he's maybe on a different path. Alec Neil, I think they need to be quick with him. If they want to get Alec Neil, they need to be quick. So I think Alec Neil is going to get a, a top job again soon. 
because he's done really the big selling point. Preston, he's done really well. So what? What's where are they? Sorry for my ignorance. Championship, today. England. Yeah, it's kind of head towards Blackpool. This is the deflection <laughs> tactic from Michael here because they've been in the top right. half, haven't they, all season and in and around. Um, not, I mean, that's not by no stretch of imagination romping into the, into the playoffs and all that stuff. But he's um, he's done well. He's got a new contract yesterday, so they've obviously done well at Preston. The big selling point, uh, a lot of talk about him is he's been able to bring through young players at Preston, mm-hmm. and that's really impressed. So the, they don't have a big budget compared to some of the teams they're in there with, no. uh, and there's some really promising players they've been able to bring through. He's had the courage, his convictions to do that. Uh-huh. He gets scolded by uh, Norwich, did an excellent job there. I think he was sacked too quickly. Yeah. Been able, it's not easy, that second job for these guys. Steve Clark's another one like, who's in that kind of mix of jobs. And look. 30, 39, I know right? it's the, the job he was able to do. I mean, he's, he's five phenomenal. or six years as a manager and he's 38, 39. Exactly. This is the guy that's going places. So I think if, if he's someone, but I say, like I say, it's going to cost money now to get him out. Um, that's an interesting one, I think. But I don't see that the big, the big foreign manager, it's no time to gamble for big foreign guys. Even I mean, listen. Even big name foreign managers. I mean, Rangers went and got Paul Le Guin, um, Leon Boston, he bombed. Was that not just a different time though? Or well, does it still apply? It's a gamble. It's a gamble. We don't know how they're going to cope with the, the environment. Um, I mean, it's a unique environment. It's a pretty bonkers country at times. Um, a unique challenge. So some people react differently to it. So as I, as I say, mitigating risk. Um, they're not, they're, they're not going to get a, Jose Mourinho might be, might be on his garden leave or but he's not going to, not going to get Mourinho no. unless he really fancies a bit of fun somewhere unless he's David Moyes desperate uh, he's, unless he's no, a, a big no. name desperado no. yeah. <laughs> I don't think he's, he's going to be a desperado no. No. so it's, you're talking about a mid-ranking European manager when there's, there's nine and maybe ten in a row on the line it's a bit, it's a so is Villas-Boas for you oh, listen, any guy who goes to China or these places or Dubai or, or Qatar no, forget it. Uh, honestly, any 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 of these guys managers do that, forget it. Right, okay. So what came after that, the, you're, you're no yeah. longer a Pedro Casino. Mm-hmm. Any any get people go to these places yeah. for a few quid. No, sorry. What? The, why? Because it's not, you don't it's think not, good it's not, enough. It's not. No, it's not real football. Uh. It's just purely following the money. So no, don't you do that? You've identified your character traits. You're no longer a serious football manager. You're just a gun for hire. Right. Like, so so even though. You, you could argue he's had he's got his money now, and he's mm-hmm. serious against serious again about football. You you yeah, two Premier League jobs in England. I'm pretty sure it wasn't short of you, Bob. Anyway, no, but it, it chose to go to these. I don't know. I mean, right, that's a I don't, you can't, you can't, you can't, I don't deny players doing that by the way because it's a short career, and you can break your leg next the next day and it's done. So by all means, go make a few quid. Um, but if you're a manager, you've got a 30, 40 year career. Yeah. Well, as is in his 40s and he's going to China. He started at 33, did he not? Was he Portland manager at 33? Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, he was. Yeah, so. yeah. And I think nah. the thing that would maybe concern people as well, since he's left Senate, it was a move to China and he's been doing the Dakar rally and it's only a back injury at Stockton, that was his passion. So how much has he really invested in football management moving forward? Yeah, okay, right, that's him. That's him out. Nah. Uh, right, let's move on to this major surgery thing. I guess by your answers to previous questions, it's a ridiculous thing that I've uh, presented here that maybe Celtic aren't in need of major surgery as much as we thought. So I'm, I'm only thinking because of... What do they need? Well, we're thinking about... Right uh, back, two centre-halves, yeah, okay. a back-up left-back, right. or a left-back if Tierney um, is a big money bid. Uh, if Cham could probably maybe go, could be a centre-mid. Left-winger? Uh, um, left-winger, left and another centre-forward. So, so we've got Griffiths just coming back. Just need seven. Right, we've, 
we've got Griffiths coming back. Yeah, but that's only one, that's only two fit strikers. Sved, what we he scored right, his fourteenth yeah, goal of the season yeah. yesterday. Um, Dismissed by Brendan Rogers. Best YouTube highlights since Nakamura. That's <laughs> unbelievable. No, actually, you don't know. He's just an unknown. A bit like a bit like um, uh, Bayou. Nobody knows. I mean, he's injured now, obviously. Um, it's not a great start to his Celtic career, unfortunately for the for the lad. Uh, he might be. Oh. Reporters heard from behind the scenes weren't, weren't all that complimentary in training. Um, really? Yeah. I just think I think when he came in, I think listen again. I'm only hearing. Yeah. Whispered behind the scenes that, that Rogers and Cody weren't all that sold on him in his first couple of training sessions, but it's going to take him time. Young lad, young raw. Because of his technique or attitude, or no, no, nothing. His attitude, just it's just purely right, the ability. ability or not uh, maybe off. not, maybe not, maybe a bit rawer than they thought he'd be. Right. Um, I don't know. Maybe the Slovakian league isn't isn't anywhere near the heights of the, the Scottish Premiership. I don't know. But listen, he did, he's a young raw lad. He might make him good. Um, there's a lot of players like that at Parkhead now. I mean. Kumasi injured for a long term, but he's still kicking about. Um, so how does... Uh, quite interesting the fact that the manager's position's in limbo. The head of recruitment, is that in limbo as well? Lee no, Congleton, no, John no, Clark? No, no, no we, So Right, so he's remaining in situ. So it's maybe not such a big deal then to get players in, even though you don't have a manager. That's, that's, not, that's fairly common these days. It it's, is, isn't it? Yeah. There's, a, there's a scouting department and... Recruitment department, it's not that uncommon. Um, I see even even Celtic have got Brendan Rodgers, a big name manager in charge. He's getting players that are arriving that doesn't know who they are or where they came from, apparently. Yeah, that's true. Um, but you need to remember when Rodgers came in, it was the end of May. It wasn't as if it drifted in at the start of June. and Celtic moved quite quickly, so if it is Lennon or someone, I don't think there'll be a, a huge wait. I think it'll be a pretty swift appointment, I would imagine. Just wait how yeah, quick these games come around. Exactly. Well, pre-season is June, June the 17th. Which is what three weeks? Three weeks after the cup after final. After the cup final, yeah. and there's a Scotland get together uh, in between times, so there's not not an awful lot of time need to, need to get a move on. Because um, it's going to be a fraught qualifying campaign. Just to throw one out there, I was thinking for guys like Cham and other players. Do you think the fact that Celtic play almost eleven months? Do you think for these guys that's maybe Cham might look at a move else? Not Cham in particular, but there's players who think this is a long slog. It's a, it's a tough club to play for, isn't it? When you look at it like that, there's four qualifying games every year going through. Yeah, it is. Listen, I don't, I don't doubt it, but also it's also a great platform because I think they've got a, all they do is put in the presentation and just hit the button that says Van Dyke or mm-hmm. Van Wijnaldum, yeah. or nice. and it's like, well, there's it's a Stuart Armstrong or as a, a conveyor belt. So any, any that's the kind of market you're in that that if you're sitting down with the agent and the player, you go and look at the, look at the big guy in the corner. It's now seventy five million quid. So it's, it's a, that's the selling point. It's not the, the me. They're not going to be at the club unless I mean the McGregor's and Tierney's and Browns and all that are are, are different. But if you're a, a player coming in from abroad, or the selling point is come and give us two seasons. Yeah, you need to slog your guts out for two seasons. But look where you can end up. I mean, this is this is, this is the springboard to the English Premier League. So we think Cham will be away then. If Porto come back in it's with a fourteen, great I don't. Well, it's not a great season, but I think I suspect Porto's interest has been hanging about still. So I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if he went. Yeah. Um, if they can get, I think get ten million plus from him. I think he'll be wishing well and be off his uh, on his way. Um, he, he's not really because he's been used sparingly, either through injury or tactical decision. Uh, he's not one where you have to go. We need a direct replacement no, for it, him necessarily. You know what though? I think. It, it's actually, I mean, it, it does look like the kind of it would be perfect to be the next Scott Brown's replacement. I mean, eventually that comes. Yeah. 
Um, but I don't think he will here. I don't think he's got long enough to do that. Right. Okay. Um, I think he's a quality player. I think he is. I think he will be top notch as well. But it's just this season, he's not really. He's been injured all season. Not like he's not really cut it, is he? No. I think the start. He's, it took him a few months to get going. There was the Anderlecht game away. He ended up playing this killer pass to Tierney that led to Griffith's goal. But he was dreadful that night. And then from from the Rangers game. Uh, just before Christmas onwards he was excellent and that was just a run he'd like five or six games against Rangers be the best player in the park yeah. cup semi-finals finals just this real authority about him he's not the most physical but the way he's able to move the ball he's got a different range of pass than anyone else in the team but that's been missing the whole season Do you know, he's not been able yeah. to put that together since probably the 1-0-1 over Rangers uh, just after the close of the summer transfer window uh, there's been games here and there but he's not been the same player that he was in his first season Okay. Uh, finally, then, lads, we can have a wee look ahead to Hibs, or can we be bothered? Is there, is there anything really to discuss? What about what about the kids? Are they going to get a chance anytime soon? Not yet. Soon? Not until Wait the, till not the league's to, done. Not until the job's done. Yeah. Um, Hibs are playing well now. Um, I think. Yeah. I think the, the first next task is to get the job done, and then they can get a, a bit of break. Um, so it's a it's a tricky one. I can, I can see another one of these non sort of and just kind of that, that tends to be the case this time of year, isn't it? They're almost there. Um, I don't think they've got exploding all guns blazing. Mm-hmm. They might do, you never know. But um, no, it's not time to put the. I mean, I, would, I, I like to see Len giving guys like, like Weir a run. Mm-hmm. Um, so would I. I don't know. I, yeah. I, I must admit, he's, I don't know if he's been reticent about playing the, the lone boys. I don't know. Um, what about a theory that. There's a good chance it might be end up being an 18 month loan deal and they don't need to rush it. Could that be a possibility where he's kind of just bedding himself in? Do, uh, do, in order to convince him to make it 18 month, do you not need to give him more game time? That's now? fair. I don't, that's, yeah, but maybe that's, that could be. Well, are they, or is it done already? I don't know. I just maybe everyone maybe. seems quite comfortable. He's getting put up for press events. He seems to be enjoying oh, himself. I does see, seem to be loving it. Yeah. So. Uh, um, but you look at yesterday and uh, Sunday. I mean, the wide open space at hand, especially against nine men, you think this kid could run a mock. I think I mean I, I thought yeah, I'd give a chance he? to get him yeah. on and and give him a. He was good when he came on. He, I yeah, thought he done obviously, but, have, but, um, but long for a while we think they can get breakdown teams and all that stuff. But um, maybe see more of him. Um, but it's a good game. Easter Road. It's always a good game. Um, Hakenbottom's a good manager. And I don't know. Says the man who tipped him, who, who uh, appointed him. But, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> but there is something about him. Like he's very well spoken. Uh, I like the way Hibs are playing. I think it's a great challenge for Celtic and Lennon. Uh, Daryl Horgan that was just to big oh, up a Hibs player exciting, yeah. exactly well, he was a player of quality and a lot of teams were looking at him uh, I think Hibs recruitment's pretty solid over the last few years as well and get a guy like that in the door um, and now he's a top player I think he's someone we could look at maybe next season going oh he's a maybe like two three million pound player but he really is a excellent player and the goals against Hearts were phenomenal yeah. so Celtic with their work cut out for that 100 I think so as well, yeah. You'd be on okay. it. Well done for speaking so long on Hibs Game. Uh, <laughs> Michael Graham, thanks a lot. That's all from us. We'll be back again next week bringing you all the latest from Celtic Park. Goodbye.